yes, focusing on what we want, but also focusing on the sphere of our influence and what we have control over and making sure that we're doing the best with the things that we have control over. And that's different no matter what country that you're in and no matter what crisis may follow anything that we have going on right now, we have to decide how we're going to react. Are we going to react out of fear? Are we going to react in truth? What is truth? And figuring out that for ourselves. Welcome to the Self-Love Podcast, the show that helps crack open your heart and inspire a deeper regard for your own well-being and happiness. Proudly brought to you by 28 Essentials. Here's your host, the gorgeous Kim Morrison. Welcome to the Self Love Podcast. You are in for a treat this week. I have the beautiful Sabrina Anzalinski, the author of the best-selling books, The Essential Oils Diet and The Essential Oils Apothecary. As the Mrs. Georgia 2019 beauty pageant title holder, Sabrina has used her natural living platform to inspire millions across the globe to reach their health goals. She's a group fitness instructor and a DIY guru. Mama Z started naturallivingfamily.com in 2014 with her husband, Dr. Eric Zielinski, to help people learn how to use natural remedies like essential oils safely and effectively. Now visited by more than 3 million natural health seekers every year, naturallivingfamily.com has rapidly become the number one online source for biblical health and non-branded essential oils education. I've known these two for quite some time. It is an absolute delight. Eric was on the show, I think number show nine, if you're interested. And here we get to meet his beautiful wife, Sabrina. It's a fascinating story. She has a beautiful way of delivering and her passion and enthusiasm will absolutely touch you to the core. So get ready wherever you are and be prepared to meet and greet the beautiful Sabrina Zielinski. Take care now, be kind, and do not forget to post all your comments and feedback on the beautiful Facebook page, Kim Morrison, and also Instagram page, Kim Morrison 28, or you can go to thewellnesscouch.com forward slash self-love podcast. Enjoy today's show. As you can see, I am incredibly excited to have the beautiful Sabrina Zielinski with us this evening. Well, it's actually evening for you, but it's daytime for me. You're heading into winter. We're heading into summer. It's actually such a delight for me to have you on the Self Love Podcast. Welcome, beautiful girl. Thank you so much for having me back. I absolutely am blessed and honored to be here. Well, you know, it's an incredible journey you've been on. You have had a fascinating life and a beautiful story, and you just keep flourishing, growing, expanding, and developing in all the ways possible. For the people that haven't heard about you or perhaps know exactly to the extent of all the things that you do, could you give us a brief background as to what you're about and how you came to being all the amazing things that you are? Oh, you're so sweet. Well, I'm a mother of five and um, I was Mrs. Georgia 2019, 2020. And I'm now the assistant director to the Mrs. Georgia America pageant as well. I was top six at Mrs. America um, in 2019. And um, 
you know, I've been a part of pageantry since um, the 90s and just grew up in business. My mom had a culinary cooking business, cooking with herbs. So I grew up traveling and being her assistant and helping run the business ever since I was in the second grade. So it was many, many years um, being involved with natural living, um, even though my dad is an agri-scientist and created GMO corn. Um, which is kind of a different um, spectrum there. So I got to really see the natural living side and the unnatural living side. And my mom's best friend was an Ojibwa Indian. So she gave me my first essential oil kit and my first um, book on aromatherapy when I was in the seventh grade. And um, subsequently, I had a a chemical burn on my face from over-the-counter products to over-the-counter products. And she and I um, developed um, just a concoction that used lavender and aloe vera in order to heal my face. And I really saw the power of those amazing plant-based compounds for myself. And fast forward years later, I had always been using essential oils every single uh, big moment in my life, Um, whether I was competing at a state title or whatever, my mom's best friend would make a blend for me. And when I had my first babies. She made blends for each phase of labor and after the delivery and prior to just, um, you know, prepping for the perineum massage and all of those things. So I, I grew up really knowing and embracing, um, holistic medicine. And then my husband thought that the things that were underneath my counter AKA essential oils were just smelly things. And so when he was commissioned to write all of these articles based on essential oils, he would come home and go, Oh my gosh, did you know this does this, 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 and this. And I'd say, yes, I do. And it's right here. And so he had to kind of have his own voyage there with essential oils and he had to make some mistakes and he had to, you know, use oregano undiluted on his face, um, and to experience a true, uh, burning sensation to know that carrier oils are very important. <laughs> so, and, you know, it was just a wonderful journey. And, uh, when we met, it was very, I remember my pastor saying, if you look around the church and all you see is a bunch of nerds, then you pray that God bring your husband into the church. So I prayed and all of a sudden one day I looked over and I was sitting next to this beautiful 80 year old mom. And, uh, I said, who is that? He is hot. And she said, I think he's with that youth group. And I remember thinking he looked older than youth group. I mean, he was 26 at the time. And, um, wouldn't, you know, he, I was washing windows at the church and he walked right by me, didn't say anything. And I was like, oh my gosh, he didn't even say hi. So two days later, uh, I was talking to my girlfriend. He was talking to her husband. And so I went right up to him. I'm like, hi, I'm Sabrina. And so he thought, oh, well, maybe God opened the door there. And by the end of that day, I had him washing windows with me. And we got engaged three months later and married three months after that and have been married now for 15 years as of December um, 9th. So 
a very, very fun story, but we, 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 we really had a passion for natural living and moved from cold Michigan to warm Georgia. And, um, he finished his doctorate and we really did it together and had a, a whole bunch more babies. And who knows if God will give us another one, we'll, we'll have another one. And that's, are, that's, that's today. You're amazing. It's you know, like every part of that. One of them is incredible, let alone all of it. Can I just confirm, was it within six months of meeting Eric, you two were married? Yes. What you said, six months. Yep. Well. June 27th, we met in 2006. We got engaged September 1st and married December 9th. Oh, you guys are amazing. I mean, that's when you really know, right? Yeah, you really know. You just do. And a little bit over our first year anniversary, we found out that I was pregnant with Esther, our first one. So we have Esther, Isaiah, Elijah, Isabella, and Ezekiel. So we always joke around like the Bible. We have three prophets, a queen, and a companion. You're incredible. It is beautiful <laughs> how the power of a community, like a church community, yeah. um, something like that has like-minded souls searching yes. for the same thing. But you also grew up in a community of naturalness. What I didn't yes. know was that part about your dad. And how yes. does that sit with you now then, understanding that agri-science and that whole thing around GMO as opposed to natural living? How does that right. sit with you? Well, you know, he was on a top secret government project for 10 years that we didn't know about, but we knew he traveled back and forth to California for Monsanto, um, but we didn't know it was Monsanto at the time. And he traveled back and forth to Indiana, where all of the GMO farmers are, where they were testing all of the different patents on the crops. And so, you know, the science was amazing. Now they knew at the time that it would cause more allergies and the food would not be as nutritious and dense, which we all know all that now, but, um, you know, he was very involved with that, very involved with pesticides and herbicides. And, you know, when you talk to him now, and he's been retired for a number of years, very, very smart individual, but you can see like, you know, because he had so much access to all these chemicals, like he's already starting to forget things now. And, um, just the cognitive ability, you know, yes, he's remembering lots of stories from the past and all of that stuff, but some of the aging process has sped up quite a bit. And, you know, I, I, he's been always a big proponent of exercise, but not healthy eating where my mom will, will eat healthy. And, um, you know, but she is not as much in the exercise. So it's interesting to see how, you know, you need both, you need both, uh, pieces of the puzzle in order to maintain that balance of, of healthy living, you know, that balance between physical, spiritual, emotional, mental, occupational, um, you know, all of those areas of health that even financial, you know, they might have, you know, money and be retired and all that stuff. But when you don't have your health, what is it all worth anyway? That's right. How does it work for you then now knowing what you know about health and wellness? How do you, um, what's made you gravitate to that real natural thing? Apart from the fact that you've obviously grown up with it, but you could have gone one of two ways too, having seen right. both sides. What was right. the reason you were drawn to natural? 
I really was because I noticed, you know, and I had uh, a lady that I worked with at, um, I worked for um, the register of deeds department, which is where you register your properties. And I worked there as a college intern. And I had a lady that was very interested in natural living. And I had been a martial artist for many years. And during the pageants, I actually used the nunchucks and broke boards and did all this stuff. Well, I was having a little problem. You know, I break boards and all this stuff with my elbow, but I have to walk out in an evening gown. And sometimes I got bruises on my my elbow. And so she introduced me to Arnica and um, I fell in love. And I watched how if I applied Arnica right after I, you know, would strike the boards or even before I would never even have bruises. And I thought, wow, this is so much better. And then I realized, you know, later on, you know, the medical companies and all these things were just copycatting all of these things that are natural and in nature. But the thing is, is when you copycat something or try to, you know, play God, then you have other repercussions. You have other things that aren't positive that come back. So, you know, like birch, uh, I mean, when, you know, our, our bodies weren't made to take on aspirin all the time and, and, you know, thin out the blood and do all that stuff where birch is natural and our bodies have cell selectivity and, and we're all bio individuals. And so I realized that, you know, different things work for different people, but when you look at essential oils, there's so many um, crossovers and things that you can find that can work together as you know, your body. And I, I really started recognizing my body. And then when I graduated from high school, I actually used all of my graduation money. Well, I used the first bit for books, but I used, I saved it away. And every time before I'd have a final exam or a midterm, I would go get massage therapy done. I would get shiatsu done and then I would get a sports massage because I really needed to have a full body stretch. And then I really needed to get geared up in order to relax enough to study for the weekend before final exams. I trusted every different way on how to study for things. And that combination really was life-changing. So then every important moment I would, you know, if I had a pageant or if I had a wedding or something like that, then I would do the same thing. And I found that my body really needed to be recharged and energized in order for me to be able to do the things that I needed to do, or else I couldn't be the energizer bunny that I am. And I am the wake up at three 30 in the morning, uh, feed the baby, get everything ready and go to the gym for five girls. So, and then, you know, the last person, you know, when I nursed the baby for the last time, it may be 11 and maybe, you know, a little bit later, sometimes you just never know. So you got to be recharged and you got to know your body. And so, you know, over the years, I really have found that if you know your body and you find the things that work for you and you, and because we don't don't go to the gym every single day and use the exact same exercises every day, just like with essential oils, I have my different ones that I use, like your focus and clarity. 
man, that is just one of my favorites in the entire planet. And I find myself, I, I, I love it so much and that spearmint in there and everything is just so motivating. And so like, I, 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 that's like my number one in the rotation. Okay. So, um, but it gives me like that energy and that like calm focus. So like before I have an interview or before I go on stage, I always, um, use that, uh, and, and I use it topically and I also in, inhale it as well in an inhaler. So it's just absolutely amazing. You have such a beautiful energy. And like you just said before, the energizer bunny, do you think <laughs> you're born with this? Do you think it's mental? Do you think you can make yourself this, or do you think we're born this way? You know, I've thought about this a lot. And when I was young, I realized that when I listened to like the regular mainstream music, um, it didn't, it didn't enrich my soul. So I started, you know, listening to every book on tape. And one of my favorite ones was, um, the power of positive thinking. And I I've listened to it so many times. And back then it was just on, on cassette tapes. And, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure things have progressed, you know, I'm and and, uh, I probably don't need it on cassette tapes anymore, but I have it on cassette tapes. And one of the things they said was, you know, even if you listen to positive things while you're sleeping, it gets into your subconscious. And so I always remembered that and that it's, it's really important. I mean, we only have one life. And, you know, the days may be long, but the years are short. My, my baby girl, my first one just turned 13 and, you know, it looked like a couple years ago, she looked like a little girl and now she looks like a woman. And as you know, with your babies, I mean, it just happens overnight where man there, this girl, she had, had figured out the answer to every answer and she would strip down to nothing. So I'd have to put her PJs on and her diaper on backwards, tape her diaper, put her pajamas on backwards, inside out and duct tape the zipper because she would be naked by the time I'd get in there in the morning. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord, I love this child, but man, you know, and those days seem really long. They did. But you know, if, if, I was just like, you know, I'm like, man, you guys have given me so much material. I'm telling my kids, I, I could be a comedian because you guys have given me the best material in the whole world is just like, you know, being your mom. And, you know, like I have, I have hundreds and hundreds of stories, but you could, you could either cry at something like that, or you could laugh at it. And it's all about how we choose to respond to the things that happen. And, you know, I, I actually, uh, when you asked me about a couple quotes, you know, uh, or if I had a quote, I actually have two. And one of them is proper planning prevents poor performance. And my, my uh, favorite pastor always talked about that. And I know it's the five P's, but, you know, I found that um, it's really important. I, I even sent you a picture because we're getting into the holiday over here. So today, even though it's October, the week of, you know, for us, Halloween, um, I set up all of Christmas. So I used to set up Christmas at the normal time. And, you know, like everybody, you get really busy. You get really, really busy when you have kids and then you get into December and you haven't put up Christmas. So then I'm like, I've worked so hard. This is going to stay up till Easter or this is going to stay up till Valentine's Day. I'm going to get my money's worth out of these decorations. So I decided instead of being late, I was just going to dial the clock back and be early, extra early. I'm going to have these 
you know, decorations up for a quarter and enjoy it. And so, you know, and the, the, the best part about it is, is because see for us, we're not quite to freezing temperatures outside, but when that happens, I've got to bring my lime tree, my lemon tree, all my hibiscus and my pineapples in and all the other beautiful fruit that can't make it for those three, four months. And so once that happens, then I've got Thanksgiving and all of our, you know, American holiday traditions that happen. And then I wouldn't have any time. So I realize that that proper planning does prevent poor performance. And so I make lists for everything. I make lists for everything. And then I store them in my computer because I make a list when I travel, uh, what things that I need. I have a go bag. I have a, um, you know, back when I haven't, I haven't actually flown since March of 2020 and I just haven't had peace to fly yet. Um, and, but I have a food suitcase So, and I take that with me and all of that stuff. So, you know, I I try to make sure that I'm so organized that even when we host people, um, which we do quite often, uh, when I do, I have a checklist because I found that every single time, because, you know, we we cook wheat-free, sugar-free, gluten-free, preservative-free, dairy-free, casein-free, soy-free, but not free of flavor. So, because we do... I always would end up making, cause I, I make, you know, I spend about half of my day in the kitchen. Um, and I always end up making beautiful, beautiful things. And then I forget three of them in the refrigerator or the, or, or the freezer. So because of that, I decided to make a list and that way I would check off the things that I have to do for having people over, but then I would make sure to check these places. So I don't forget anything and it ends up working out great. You are insanely, incredibly well-organized and full of energy. I just, I agree with you though, but you have to have lists and be organized if you've got five kids and you're running a business and you've supported your husband, not only just study, but also you guys have written a couple of books. And on top of all that, you have programs. You also have beautiful summits and things like that that you guys have done. So could you give us some top tips on what it means to write a list? Like it's many of us write lists, but then sometimes we write lists to write lists. So is there something more to it? Is there a certain routine or way that you do this? Yes. So let's say a packing list. Let's say you, you, you always know that you're going to obviously bring a suitcase and you're going to do that kind of stuff. But what about the other things that you end up having to buy on the road? I found that I bought so many pairs of sunglasses um, because I would normally drive one car and then go in a different car for our long trips. So I decided to always have my regular carry-on bag. It has all of those things that I forget, like my sunglasses, I have my reading materials, I have all these things. So I have preset bags. So on my list, I have my go bag and I have my carry on bag and I have some of these things already, already, uh, taken care of. So when I come back from a trip, I reset them for the next time I'm going somewhere, put them away. That way you don't have to think about that and go through all the work the next time, you know, it's already ready to go. So then I start to look at, okay, on my list, what did I use and what did I not use? And I bring the list with me and I make changes to the list. Then once I make those changes, then I go back to the computer 
and I make the changes into the computer and then I save it because you're going to find that things are going to change. The kids get older. You're not going to have to bring their little teddy bear pillows anymore or their blankies. You'll have, you know, dolls or other things that you have to do. So I make those changes on there. And if you're active with your list and it's a regular list, then that's good. So for my household employee, um, employees and that, that also help with the business. Um, I have a list every day, but I have regular chores. I decided to write out, okay, well, what are the regular chores? We need to clean our game closet. We need to clean our instrument closet. We need to clean the pantries, all of the different things that we do. And it takes up about two pages and that's kind of like the regular rotatable chores. So I kind of broke those down within the five days of the Monday through Friday. And then, so those are things that are like every Monday we're doing this every Tuesday, every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it's broke up. But then we have the things that we need to do every day at the top of the list, like an opening checklist, like you would at work, you know, you get to work, you, the first things you do are this, 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 and this. So I run, I run my house like an assembly line or, you know, like a business in that, um, that it's like that. But then, you know, because every day the kids, um, I try to have a similar menu. So Monday is like a breakfast menu. Um, Tuesday is usually um, a, a, a fish day um, or we'll do some other thing. And so we, I have it. So there's so many things that we can do within what we're doing that it's never old, but they know that it's going to be um, uh, we do half of the year. We do picnics in the park on Tuesday and half of the year we do fish. So Wednesday is our Italian night. Um, Thursday is our Mexican night and it might be vegan taco Thursday, or it might be avocado tacos, or it might be regular, um, organic grass fed beef tacos or whatever it happens to be. Then Friday, I always make, um, fresh, healthy pizzas. And every, every week we do something different within that. Um, and it makes it fun and exciting. So they know kind of what to expect, even though there's a lot of variety within that. So that's on the list. Yeah, you're just like I'm sitting here going, okay, I thought my few little lists were quite good. But I must admit, I have to be honest with you, the times that I've actually prepped myself and got the box or the bag ready, like for instance, when I go into a speaking engagement and I repack it and it's all good to go, I actually find that I'm the, at my best when I'm that organized. It's not mm -hmm. natural for everybody and it's certainly not something. So back to that original question too then, yeah. do you think you can learn this? You absolutely can. You know, when I was growing up, uh, they tried to diagnose me with ADHD and other things. They put me on Ritalin as a child. Yes. Um, believe it or not, I had to detox from that later on in my life. And it was, it, it, it was, I was so bound by that, that I, I had to, when I would go um, for interviews for, uh, for the Miss America program, I would actually have to find out when exactly my interview was so that I could take my medicine in time for my interview. And so I found that for me, it's just 
better if I can be extra, extra organized um, on the top of things. And then that way it really keeps everything else structured and disciplined. And then I, I'm not, I don't ever have to worry about that. Plus, you know, at that time I was having all these other unnatural foods like weed and sugar and things that, you know, are not good for the brain. So, you know, at that time, I think that, it was harder to think. And then as I learned in in college and then after that, that I can do this, my body can heal itself. I did a 10 day water fast, um, to get off all I was on, um, 10 different prescription drugs. And I think one more before that, but I had, I had detoxed off of that beforehand. And, um, you know, cause it was like, things for things, uh, you know, for my stomach, because I was, you know, allergic to wheat, but didn't know it and, and allergies and all these other things that I, I really didn't need in my body. And when I detoxed, it was like the third day I saw this black stuff coming out of my pores, which was probably heavy metals. And, um, my body healed itself in every way. And I really found like, I could think a lot further and farther than what I was doing right then. And I think that's important. We all can learn that we can all learn coping techniques for ourselves. It's almost like, you know, things were more disorganized, but at first, but then when I realized that you can really be or extra organized and be ahead of it instead of behind it, it takes extra prep and planning, but if not, you're going to be doing it on the back end. And I'd rather have it be proactive than um, reactive. Well, I can understand that with five kids and a family and a business (laughs) and everything. So I can totally understand why you do what you do. And it's remarkable. But you also, let's go into then fitting into that, the gym. I mean, you are a beautiful woman. You have an amazing body. You, we don't understand pageantries and things like that down under. We don't have, I don't think we have these kinds of things down under. What is it that gives you, what is the gift in pageantries? Like, what is it that really drives you? I love it because pageantry forces you to be multifaceted and good at every area. And which kind of takes me to that next quote, which is the enemy of great is good. So, and, and that's the truth. And I find that I can sharpen all of those skills. Um, you know, obviously the bathing suit factor, you know, that you, you have to be vulnerable enough and confident enough to stand up there in a one to two piece bathing suit. So you have to do the work that's involved to be able to do that, which is important because then you're taking care of your body. You're taking care of yourself. You're putting good things in because you need to put good things in to get good things out. And then also the grace and carriage of being able to um, walk across the stage. There's so many times that with Eric, I am at black tie events and other things. And yes, that's the frilly part, but yet you still have to have the confidence behind that in order to be able to have that carriage. I love fashion as well. I follow fashion. I love fashion. I have designed dresses, you know, all of these things. I I loved to, as a college student, I would work on my costumes. I wanted them to look good up close and good 20 feet away. So I beaded all my costumes by hand. Nobody taught me that. I I just, I said, you know what? I'm going to figure this out. 
And I, I learned as I went. And I remember when I was first learning how to cook with, you know, allergies and eliminating all the inflammatory ingredients. And I just prayed over my hands. I'm like, Lord, you know how to do this. I don't. So I need some help. (laughs) And so I, you know, I just, my mind was opened and I was able to see things in a different way. And I was able to take old family recipes and convert and change those things. And now 15, 20 years later, they have so many more products on the market that are transferable, which they didn't have back then. And I was creating things. And, you know, I think that's important too, because, you know, you also have an interview during this pageant and you have to be able to think on your feet, just like if you're on an interview for Eric and I, um, with our company, you know, on TV and we're talking on TV, you may or may not be able to pre submit questions. You may get questions or you may have pre-submitted questions and they give you totally different questions. So there's lots of different things that happen and you really, it really trains you to think on your feet and be able to, to handle yourself with grace and poise in every area, which I think is important because, you know, that's one of the reasons why, um, when, uh, you know, we had that Netflix documentary about us, um, that I really felt that even though they purposely tried to take it to a negative, that, it would all be a net positive because when you look at everything as a whole, you, the proof is in the pudding. If people want to know who you are based on what they see and they stick around long enough, you are who you are and that will show through. So whether a little bit has been captured from it and, you know, so many people has had said, gosh, you know, I never heard of you before. I saw you on the Netflix documentary and then I got to know you. And I think that's important because, you know, they may or may not have ever found out about us in any other way. So even though that's not my favorite thing and they were trying to make natural medicine not look good, um, I still think that people who are looking for something natural could get something out of it. And it has been a net positive from that situation. Yeah, it sure has. And like you say, your heart, your soul, the good souls and the good people that you are will always shine through. And you guys yeah. um, are the epitome of wanting to help others. So the books that you've written, they're both mm-hmm. bestsellers. You've done incredibly well with those. Tell us how you managed to write two books together. And was it yes. easy with you know doing all of this with your hubby? <laughs> Well, you know, actually it was three. The first book, they did not want to put my name on it because they didn't want to take a chance with two random people. Not that we're random, but you know, for them we were. So I got to write the recipes and they got to be in the book um, of the first one. And the second and third one, I was planned to, you know, just do the same thing and just do that. And of course, my husband embarrassed me terribly on the interview with uh, the publisher and was like, I'm not signing a book deal unless my wife's on the book. And I thought, oh, great. They're going to think I said that or something. (laughs) And um, but they did. And the the best part, and it was so amazing. So we have and because I'm in the garden and I'm doing I'm in the kitchen and I'm working and doing these things. And because I can multitask, I was able to have um, all the questions that we really wanted um, 
in the book, I was able to speak all of those things while I was uh, working in the garden. And we have a transcriptionist that actually was able to write all of those out. So then I could have everything really, truly in my voice already there. And I just had to make other tweaks to it, which was wonderful because, um, the hardest part of course was all the recipes because I had to get all of my chicken scratch off of certain things. And as, as I converted recipes, uh, we knew I converted it because it would say Mama Z, Mama Z's lasagna, Mama Z's vegetarian lasagna, Mama Z's, you know, regular uh, lasagna. And um, and the name Mama Z came back from when Eric and I, I was pregnant with our firstborn and on my super greens container, Eric drew a stick figure with big hair and a big diamond ring on it. And it said, Mama Z, my baby making machine. And so Mama Z just stuck. And that's how I figured out which recipes were converted or which recipes were old ones that I'd have to mentally convert. So I had to go through all of these recipes. Oh my gosh, it took forever. But I got so many of the ones that we had planned to put in, in the book, the second book. And it's just a wonderful collection. And then working with my mom for years and years, we had different classes that we did. So I had uh, different courses that I taught my version of those and had for years would have people over at the house. They would come for the classes that I would teach. So then we just turned those into a course um, and that other recipes are in those um, collections as well from my heritage. So then um, this third book, was wonderful. We wanted to really have a deeper dive into chronic disease. And so we recorded so many extra hours um, now on, on eoapothecary.com because it's essential oils apothecary. We, we did extra, extra hours on how to do certain things because I actually make all of the body products and things for the teachers at school, for people. I do gifts. I do corporate gifts. I do all kinds of special gifts whenever we're on TV and elsewhere. Like I started three weeks ago on all the Christmas gifts. So I've made healthy essential oil-based hand sanitizers and I've made body creams and all kinds of different things, many of which are in the books, personal inhalers, um, spritzers, roll-ons, you name it, we've got it in the book. And, um, and a lot of them, you know, I make all my blends, which, you know, you, you, you usually make blends because you are trying to replace something else, you know? So like my citrus delight blend has all the citrus, you know, some bergamot and some vanilla in it. And so I, I have different ones that I do, you know, the, my fall, my fall blend, it's basically pumpkin pie spice ones with uh, vanilla in it. So I have the different blends that I make all the time. So these are my blends and I have so many more that I make for different things. So I give all my recipes away that way people can make them with their products at their house and then they can use them, um, you know, in all of the things that they do. And so for people to be able to experience them, like, you know, then you can make your own body cream. And, and once you've got a base, then you can take that base and make a spritzer, make a hand sanitizer, make a body oil, make a roll on, make an inhaler, make a diffuser, you know, blend. You've got all of those things. Once you have your base, um, uh, you know, diffuser blend and it, it goes just from there.
Yeah, amazing. And, and it's so nice because most of us love to make things ourselves. Yes. We also do it quickly. What I love about your recipes is it's not like I have to sit there, prepare things and allow things to sit there for ages and then go back. It's instant. Yeah. You've known then over the years, you've seen aromatherapy absolutely yeah. explode over the last decade or mm-hmm. two. How has that made you feel knowing you're a big part of this industry, you and Eric together, but also as a mum and seeing this beautiful yeah. natural modality really being shown the spotlight on? How does that make you feel? Well, you know, we always used to say that my mom was like 20 years before her time, but I think we've kind of fallen into our time, you know, like I feel like I stepped into the time zone, but I already had 20 years experience there, you know, and, and more than that. Cause I've been doing this since I was young. And so I love it because I think for young moms, they, they're, they've been, you know, pushed forward with all of the industrialization and people want to take a step back. People want to enjoy moments. People want, they want to have, they, they don't want all this busy stuff, especially if, if anybody's learned anything from 2020 and beyond, they've, they've, they've really enjoyed their personal relationships um, a lot more and have had more intimate time together. So I think it's important that if we are going to be as close as we are regularly with one another, that we really enjoy our space and in enjoying that space, we don't want it to be filled with chemicals and over sanitization and all of the, um, you know, crazy perfumes and plugins and things that really disrupt our hormones and our neurotransmitters and cause bad things to happen. So you really have to make your home sacred and special. And in order to do that, it starts with the environment that you provide and essential oils are a huge part of that. And I think more people are looking for the plant-based natural knowledge and forest bathing and grounding and the things that you and I have done forever are willing to look at some of those things instead of what's out there almost because they've had to because of the situation. Yeah, amazing. I love that forest bathing. It's I've just created four blends. Haven't announced it yet, but here we are. Yay! Um, created four beautiful blends based on the forest blending. And I think what I love most about blending is I do feel like a modern apothecary. I do get into my zone. Yeah. It's my creative space. And I love the fact that my oils... I just made them for me to start with, like you. You've gone the other way. You share them through education and books and you allow people to create those. If we, could you give us maybe, I don't know, top five things that you do with oils on a daily basis? What three, five things that you do daily with your oils? Yeah, absolutely. So when I get up in the morning at O Dark 30, um, as we joke around, um, I, I have a get up and go blend that I, I use. It's um it's uh peppermint, uh rosemary, eucalyptus, and sometimes I'll add some orange to that. And so I'm in the car and I'm like at you know 4:30 as I'm driving to the gym and I'm inhaling that. In my personal little inhaler in the car. And sometimes I'm inhaling it deeper than others. I'm like, oh, I really need this today. And, um, you know, cause I might've woken up two or three times to feed that sweet little baby. And, um, 
So I, I use that right away. And even before that, when I get up, I do oil pulling first thing in the morning and I use, um, I, I rotate of course, like everything, but I use my immune boosting blend, which is equal parts of cinnamon, clove, eucalyptus, lemon, orange, and rosemary. So that's my immune boosting blend. I also use peppermint, a combination of the two. I use clove, a combination of any of those, but I rotate it. So, um, basically my little recipe is a teaspoon of raw organic coconut oil to one drop of essential oil. So I might use anywhere between a teaspoon and a tablespoon. And, you know, for people who like to pre-prep, I, I always say, if you want to do this ahead, then you can use a, um, uh, an ice cube tray and fill those and already preset all of your, um, uh, you know, um, your oil pulling little concoctions. And so then I'll put them in the freezer. They're all set, ready to go. But as we know, coconut oil goes to liquid at 72 degrees with essential oils in it and 76 degrees without essential oils in it. So I will pop one of those in and I don't think of it like, I don't think of it like I'm having oils in my mouth. I think of it like mouthwash. So I have like a half an hour's worth of things that I do. When I get up, I empty the dishwasher. I put the clothes from the washer to the dryer. I set out breakfast. I, I put, I start the diffusers. I do all these different things in the morning that take about 15 to 30 minutes. And, and everybody has their own routine that they do in the morning. So you could do it then. And then I swish that around uh, because my dad being that agri scientist, he was like, yeah, that's really smart that you do that because, you know, some toxins are only oil-based and can only be pulled out with oil. So, you know, cause they are talking about chemical extractions and stuff that they did. So he told me all the smart science stuff that totally went over my head. And, um, but that is what I do. So then I come home and I go into my shower and I'm going to use some of the shampoo I made. So, uh, you know, for people who don't like to DIY, all they have to do is get a healthy, organic, chemical-free, um, unscented shampoo and conditioner and add eight drops of essential oils to every one ounce. Um, and of course, for kids, it's going to be a little bit less. So you could say six to eight drops for every one ounce. And then um, I have different blends that I rotate through. All the ones that we, you know, that I use that I like, you know, let's say, I want to help stimulate some follicle growth. I'm going to, I'm going to use, um, for that, you know, for me, it's eight drops for every one ounce. So I would do two drops of tea tree, two drops of lavender, two drops of rosemary, two drops of peppermint. And I'm going to stimulate some of that follicle growth, especially after having babies, you know, you got to replenish some of that because of the hormones. And as people get older into menopause, that's helpful there. So I'm using that in the shower and I rotate also my, um, my, my body, uh, wash that I do. But I think the biggest thing, you know, is, is this, we all have low hanging fruit and the things that we use every day. And so as you know, I'm not making these things ever, all of them every single day. And I make, you know, if I run out of shampoo, I'm making shampoo. If I, and if I run out of conditioner, I make a conditioner. Uh, and, and body cream and all of that stuff. So as each thing goes out, I make more. So initially it was like, okay, I don't want stuff that has unnatural chemicals in it. So I'm going to find an alternative for this or that. The biggest one that's out there right now is that hand sanitizer. You got registered pesticides and all of that stuff. When you can use 
the, an immune boosting blend with um, your highest, um, your highest proof organic grain alcohol to sanitize your hands. And it's simple as that. It was, and you know, is that you get that highest um, proof that you can, and you use your essential oils, eight drop. Um, actually we do 10 drops for every one ounce for that. And, um, we put that in our, um, hand sanitizer. And wouldn't, you know, like I have a standard at school. Our, I mean, our kids, they're not, they've never had those pesticides. They can't, their hands would break out. And, you know, when I went to the grocery store after all of this stuff from 2020, I noticed my hands were red and almost bleeding. And they told me, I said, what do you put on these carts? And they said, oh, floor surfactant. Well, I mean, that's not like really healthy there. You got a lot of really not healthy things. So I would ask for the dirty cart. Oh, can I have the dirty? It's not sanitized. I'm like, nope, I don't want it sanitized. And I would bring my own microfiber towel just to put on the little railing to put my hands on it. And so by making your own, um, sanitizer, you're going to help yourself out. So, you know, for us with the kids, our kids have been able to go in person at school, um, all of last year, all of this year, only for a few months, um, in early 2020, they weren't able to. And, um, we, I provide hand wash and I provide um, hand sanitizer for each classroom. And I let all of them, it ended up that they were like, oh, we kind of like this better than the stuff that we have. So I just, if they send the bottle back, I fill it up for the next day. And, you know, and I had more teachers say, oh, can I have some of that? Um, and then, so then it ended up, I gave all the teachers diffusers for Christmas one year and, you know, it's, it, it's been wonderful. So you set that environment as the mom, as the matriarch, you set the environment and, and, and you have to think out of the box and you have to be able to protect your little children because you're, you are, you are their first line of defense. They are, they don't have that ability. So I, I make sure that, you know, I go through the stuff that we use. I make sure all of it is, is, is changed over, but it didn't happen overnight. It happened piece by piece, thing by thing. And I'm sure the same for you as you needed something, you came up with something and it'll be different how your story plays out because I'm not you and you're not me, but you have your own story and you have the things that you need for your household. And that is so important because you can make your, it literally, you're living your own story and you can find the things that work for you and for your family. I always say my recipes are only a starting point. Just utilize what we have and write all over your book and make it, make it better, make it yours. And then that's how you grow and change things. If you don't like something or you're like, oh, I'm not sure about this one scent in there. Well, you try that blend and you're like, I'm going to leave out this, this time. Oh, you know what? I like that better. Oh, I'm going to add this and, and get creative with it because you ultimately can decide that. And how I like to decide that the best is in the diffuser. I'll be like, okay, I'm going to do a drop of this, a drop of this, a drop of this. I'm not doing this one. Oh, I think, you know, it needed more lemon in this. And so I came up with my Christmas cookies blend and then my peppermint sticks blend. And I, I had, I had what I wanted to accomplish and I had different things running in different rooms. So I could figure out which blend of the essential oil I was making. And so that's how I come up with my things and you'll be able to do the same thing with your things too. 
It's practice, right? It's the more you play, the more you get to gain that confidence to do what you're doing. We know that there's precautions with essential oils, so less is best in my humble opinion. And I always appreciate that your recipes are very easy to follow and they definitely look after each of us. And like you mentioned before, the age groups, kids need less as well. So as we, you know, as we're moving towards the second year of being in this this world kind of crisis, for want of a better yeah. world. How have you guys as a family really nurtured your hearts and souls through this time? Absolutely. I did want to touch on one thing you said and the safety precautions. In our latest book, we also talk about drug interactions with essential oils. Uh, we did a lot of um uh, a lot of research into this. And it's one of the only things we've seen out there that has, um, you know, different heart medications and how, you know, warfarin, that's a blood thinner. You can't use clove. So, you know, clove is within, um, an immunity blend. So you'd have to omit that there's certain drug interactions and it's really important to make sure, um, on safety. Safety is a huge thing for us. Um, but yes, in this last, in this last year, you know, for our family, um, we've really, and I wouldn't say we've tried to keep our kids, um, protected or in a bubble, but we have so much, um, so that, you know, one of the times I took one of our kids shopping and he was thinking it was 2019 and it was 2020 in his mind. So he went on to the other side of the counter on the other side of the plexiglass and was going to help the guy load the bags. And I thought the guy was going to freak out. And so, you know, I I had to let my son know that, you know, not everybody does things the same as we do. And um, we have to be sensitive for people who um, don't have the same, um, you know, fear, faith, uh, immune system, all of that stuff. So, um, it's been an education. So we've, we've tried to keep them very open-minded at the same time. Um, you know, uh, like I I love your quarantine dinners and things that you do. Um, we've, we purposed at the beginning, we went on much, uh, much more family walks together. We purpose to do family walks. We purpose to do that forest bathing with one another. We, we went extra to make sure that they weren't missing anything. Um, and I remember, you know, in our quarantine period and our stay at home orders, um, you know, we got out the football and played football with one another and, um, you know, threw the ball back and forth. And I mean, we jumped on the, on the trampoline together and did more things with just us, no devices, no devices because school was all on devices. And, and, you know, so then we got, you know, blue light glasses for these kids because we, we also don't want them to have the repercussions of being in front of all these screens all the time with this blue light. So, you know, we had to make sure that they were protected, but because they were doing that for school and we're trying to limit screen time and now we have to make them do screen time because of school. So we had to come up with other things to make sure that they were getting the appropriate time outside. And we, you know, we were able to schedule, we found different people who, 
who um, felt similarly as we did. And we found different people. We felt that we could have play dates and things like that. So we didn't stop certain interaction. And for other people, we made sure that we did connect with them and our family on Zoom and Skype. And um, so that they would have that because they need that nurturing, not, not just from us, but from other people as well. And so that's probably been, um, you know, our biggest changes. We always enjoyed time together, but now we were doing it so much more intentionally and purposefully. And I think we have to, because, um, you know, how long is all this stuff going to go on, you know? And, um, and, and for people, we, we've said this a lot. One of the things is that you have to allow yourself to grieve 2019 um, because some things aren't the, sh- aren't the same and not, not because of you. Um, you know, you can't sometimes go to the grocery store in the same way. You can't go or do fly or do things in the same way that you could um, or travel, but find the things that you can do and do those. So for us, you know, one of the places we love to go is Florida and that's eight hours away driving in the car. And we would do, and you know, like a Disney world, Disneyland wasn't open, but we went there and we made sure that it had a nice pool and we could just stay at the house, but it, it got us out of our house and, and we were able to go somewhere. So you have different ways that you can do that. And it doesn't necessarily have to be something physical or going somewhere physical. It can be, um, it can be something that you do at your house. And, um, but the thing is, is that you have to allow yourself to say, it's okay. It's okay. That that time has passed, but now we were chose to live in this day. So we need to make the best of it. And we have to look at the things that we do and try to make them fun and interesting and exciting and enriching. And how are we going to do that? What, how are we going to think outside of that box to be able to do that. Plus it also gave us time to go through our closets, shred our things that we didn't need anymore, box those things up and donate them. And, um, so here in America, um, at first, of course, the goodwill was all closed, but then they started opening up because they had a lot of people needing a lot of things. And thank God, because, um, I had so many boxes to give in the process. So we also need to look at what we've been holding on to because we don't take that away from this planet once we die, all of those things. So we need to get rid of some of the things we're not using anymore and really maximize um, the, the things that we have so it doesn't bog us down, mind, soul, and body. I love that so much. Do you think then moving forward with your hand on heart, do you believe that we will all get through this And that as a world, as a nation in this time, that we all have the potential if we stay focused then on what we want, not what we don't want. Absolutely. The other thing too is, yes, focusing on what we want, but also focusing on the sphere of our influence and what we have control over and making sure that we're doing the best with the things that we have control over. And that's different no matter what country that you're in and no matter what crisis may follow anything that we have going on right now, we have to decide how we are going to react. Are we going to react out of fear? Are we going to react in truth? What is truth? 
and figuring out that for ourselves. Um, you know, it, it, when you have a lot of propaganda and other things going around, you really have to, you know, look at look at how um, our creator designed our bodies. Our, our, our bodies are, are made to have an immune system. And if we're doing what we need to do to enrich it, then we should not be scared of things that may um, harm it. I'll, I'll tell you, you know, when I, I worked for a professional hockey team and when I did, I did school visits, um, not the, not the first year, second year. And after that, well, I will tell you, I went into hundreds of schools that first year. I think I was sick almost every other week. I had something from all these kids and all the schools, no joke. The next year I got sick twice. The third year or the fourth year, I got sick, not at all. And then not at all for the fifth year and sixth year. So I, I, I really forced myself, um, and our stay at home orders were a little different. You could go to necessities like the hardware store and the grocery store and all that stuff. So I purposed to go out because I was pregnant and I purposed to go out because I needed to be around other people that were different than me so that I could strengthen my immune system. And for some people they didn't, you know, they didn't like that. And, uh, for other people, they looked scared when I walked near them at the grocery store. And, um, I, I actually had, uh, uh, had one of my lungs collapse many years ago due to black mold. So I can't wear a mask. So, um, you know, people would look at me coming and they'd be like, oh my gosh, there is one of those that is not wearing a mask, but I can't because of my, um, my, my one lung. And, um, so, uh, I, I saw people do the craziest things. And my son said, um, mommy, why are all those people sinning? And I said, what, what are you, what do you mean? He said, that's fear. And that's a sin. They're afraid of you. <laughs> and I said out of the mouth of babes. Oh my gosh. That's so great. Um, but it was just tr true. And I purposely, I took what, cause you can only have, you know, two people from the household. So I took different kids with me, which I always try to rotate the kids anyways, just so they have alone time. And, um, uh, and, and it was, we were allowed to, you know, uh, I have a, a special place that does organic nails and stuff like that. So my 13 year old and I, that's one of the things that we like to do. Well, um, I, I was looking at my nails and they, they looked like they needed some serious help. Really. I really needed a manicure and I had already done a couple manicures on my own, which I can do and I'm okay at it, but it's just not the same as having somebody else, you know, do that kind of thing. So I called him up and I said, listen, I got a little spa at my house. Can you come over and make a house call? And, uh, and, and he said, well, how many people do you want? And I said to come and I said, well, I've got some of my workers and I got me and I got my daughter and he goes, Oh, you just come on in and we'll keep the lights off or whatever. So I went and got, and I, you know, it was like, you know, I just, I had to do it. So, um, and it, it worked out cause they hadn't made any money in like a month and a half at that point. And I definitely needed some services. And so, you know, it ended up all working out. So I was like, I'm either going to do this myself or I'm going to get inventive on how to do this. So 
you know? Um, but again, I, I'm, I'm always trying to increase that immune system. I'm trying to get my feet in the dirt outside and be, you know, with my hands in the garden and all of that stuff, which I think is really important. Yeah. And you're right. Fear is one of the greatest of all to to our detriment for our health and wellness. So I think get educated, like you say, but, you know, boost your immune system as much as possible. (laughs) And I absolutely love the fact that all essential oils are antiseptic, antibacterial, and some even antiviral to a lesser or greater degree. So what greater way to do that in a daily (laughs) way with different blends, different oils? I'm really grateful to you. And I just, I would love our audience to know if they wanted to get hold of your books, if they wanted to follow you, uh, Mama Z, which is what you're known as online. How can we do that, sweetheart? Absolutely. So on Facebook, I'm Mama Z or Mama Z Recipes, that and Instagram. Um, Our uh, website is naturallivingfamily.com. Our latest book, you can go right to eoapothecary.com and it it will redirect you right to that Natural Living Family website, which has lots of free um, recipes and um, all kinds of different things on there. Um, Also, we have courses and other things that you can find right there on the website. And most of those things you can have some sort of a free trial on. So you can just kind of test those things out to see if something um, you'd be interested in. And every single one of our programs um, comes with workbooks and educational tools. And that way you can teach yourself along with us teaching you. And and then it has um, steps for you to be able to put it into practice right away. Uh, My uh, course on organic gardening, I have a smaller one that's out there now, but my masterclass is going to be coming out soon. And my camera guy followed me for a couple years. And um, so we got every season of the year covered in there. And so um, we're going to have, you know, other things um, available. And so with the eoapothecary.com, we have many hours of um, some of our choice recipes um, where we are demonstrating exactly how to do it. And um and how easy certain things can be, as well as um, other book bonuses that go along with that that are all free. You're amazing. I so love you. And by the way, listener, if you would love to listen to beautiful Eric, I'm pretty sure that I interviewed him way, way back. I think show number nine for those of you listening, if you'd like to, to hear how our gorgeous Eric is also a big part of this incredible empire. Sweetheart, I know we're coming to the end. We have had so much. We are always in touch via Voxer, via email. Yes. <laughs> um, it's funny because I've always felt like you, you know, you're a sister from another mister. We, I know. <laughs> and yet we've never met. It's crazy. I know. Crazy. I love it though. I absolutely love it. It's and we so never beautiful. skip a beat every time we talk. It's like, we just, oh, I love it. I love it. Kindred souls. Very, very precious. Very much appreciated. And what an honor to share you with the self-love podcast listener. I just wondered, I know you've said a couple of quotes already, but would you have one final quote for us or one final message or both for the beautiful listener? Absolutely. You know, I was thinking about, um, you know, for the mom that's, uh, you know, even just, it's very, it's been very hard. And one of the things I think is so important is you really have to fill yourself up in order to pour yourself out, which you do every day. So you need to really take that self-love time 
which is so very important, whatever that means to you, whether that's um, a good essential oil bath um, or reading your favorite book or having time by yourself or making sure that your spouse or, or if, if you don't have one, that someone takes care of the kids so that you can have time for yourself. It's so important. You can't keep pouring out of a dry well. You have to find time for yourself and you have to put yourself as a priority, whether that's a massage or, um, you know, whether that's having a detox spa day or, you know, you know, and for us, like, you know, I have a certain regimen that I follow and, and Eric sometimes is like, well, I know you're going to get your treatments, you know? And the thing is, is that absolutely I'm going to, because I run the ship and in order for the ship to run, we got to make sure we do the oil change on the ship. So, you know, whether that's a massage, whether that is, you know, getting my nails done in a healthy way, whether that's getting my haircut, whatever it is, I, I rotate all of those things and I take good care of myself. And that's how I have trained my daughter um, to do the same. And you have to, you have to instill that. So get, give yourself a break and you have to allow grace. And that's the, that's one of the biggest things that I've realized is that you have to allow grace for every transition grace for going from being single to married, married to one child or two or three or four, or how many ever you have to, grace to allow yourself the changes that happened from 2019 to 2020 to 2021 and know that yes, things are different and we're moving forward. But in that process of finding where we are going and what we're doing now, we need to not put pressure, extra pressure on ourselves in order to have everything figured out today because it's, it doesn't need to happen all today. So in going forward, allow yourself grace, give each other grace, and make sure you take care of yourself. What you put in your body, what you put on your body, what you fill your body up with, and that's mind, soul, and body. It all makes a difference, and we have that choice every single day. Is that, is that your definition of self-love then, truly taking care of yourself with grace? Yes, yeah. in every area, mind, soul, and body. Yeah, beautiful. I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here on the Self Love Podcast. You're up late. You're, you're probably going to get up early. So I just want to say from my heart to yours, thank you, beautiful girl, and for all the work that you and Eric do and your beautiful family. Thank you for shining such a beautiful light on the industry that I've been a part of for three decades. It is an honor to witness you and love you, all the work that you do to pre-read your books, to sometimes, you know, putting in testimonials. I'm your highest fan down under. And I just want to say <laughs> love you and thank you. Love you and ditto. I'm so appreciative of you and all of the stuff that you do to push things forward and keep things positive, especially in your environment. It's so important because so many people have to have good role models in the area and you are just the best. Love you, beautiful Sabrina. Love you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Self Love Podcast. Be sure to write a review and share the love with your friends and family. And head over and visit Kim and her team at 28.com. That's the word 20 and the number 8.com. Take good care.
This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.